1: 7.49am, you're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Philip and Keith. Moving on to our next discussion, this morning brief is brought to you by BMW. Drive home the fully electric BMW IX from only 3,999 ringgit per month. Visit a BMW showroom or make a booking now at shop.bmw.com.my. We're continuing our look at the initiatives and policies to empower and elevate the role of women in society to mark International Women's Day. The year kicked off with several wins for women in Malaysia. Last month, the cabinet agreed to amend the federal constitution to confer automatic Malaysian citizenship to children born overseas to Malaysian mothers as well as fathers.
2: We also saw amendments to the Employment Act that increased the duration of maternity and paternity leave, alongside restrictions on terminating the employment of pregnant women. Additionally, the newly tabled Budget 2023 also included grants from SOXO to encourage women to return to work. SOXO will amend its Act to give grants equivalent to 80% of the insured workers' salary.
1: Even as we celebrate progress achieved, what more can be done to ensure the inclusion of women's empowerment strategies over the longer term? For some answers, we speak to Louise Tan, Head of Campaigns at the Women's Aid Organization. Louise, good morning and thanks very much for joining us today. Now, in light of the 100 Days milestone, what's your assessment of the present government's commitment to uphold and strengthen women's rights and empowerment?
0: It's a promising start. Um, The... Amen- the, the promise to amendment the constitution is one such achievement. The appointment of women to lead key ministries, such as the Ministry of Education and the Ministry of Healthcare, is a good move. Mm. Some of the ministries have never been held by a woman before, so we hope that this administration will continue to appoint women to key positions of leadership. And indeed, some of the measures in the recently tabled budget 2023 are also quite promising for the status and welfare of women.
2: Louise, which initiatives under the Retabled Budget 2023 had been the most impactful for the protection and empowerment of uh, women? What what stood out for you?
0: Um, The attention to childcare is a very, very welcome measure as it has long been noted that this is an issue affecting women's labour force participation rates. And the SOXO grants that you mentioned um, are really great as well to ensure women's return to the workforce. Uh, The public commitment to the D11 police unit for crimes involving women and children is also to be commended. Uh, But that being said, the exact allocation for this measure was not stated this year. Um, In budget 2022, 13 million ringgit was allocated to train um, 100 new D11 officers. Um, And it would be good to have transparency on how the previous allocation was spent Um, And the allocation uh, allocated this year. Uh, Overall, we feel that the government did consider gender in their creation of the budget, but there is room for improvement. Uh, When we do gender responsive budgeting, that means gender is a consideration at all stages of the policymaking process, not just at the very end. And uh, in order to facilitate this, all government ministries should conduct a gender analysis of their programs and policies and collect gender disaggregated data in order to determine how each of the key groups women, men, boys, and girls will be impacted by various policies and then what needs to be done to make policy outcomes more equitable.
2: Were there any other missed opportunities that you would have liked seen in the budget?
0: Um, We know that Budget 2022 had a focus uh, on mental health care. Unfortunately, that, that does not seem to be reflected in the Budget 2023. Uh, we would like to know how the previous allocations were also spent, uh, which NGOs received it, and so on and so forth.
3: And Louis, domestic violence escalated dramatically in Malaysia throughout the pandemic lockdowns. You know, Has this experience resulted in better policies or even strengthened mechanisms to address the issue?
0: Mm. Uh, One policy, one positive policy change that we did see was the strong statement of commitment by the PDRMD 11 unit that they would investigate all police reports on domestic violence incidents. Uh, And this was very effective in ensuring that frontline officers take domestic violence cases seriously. Um, At Women's Aid Organization, we have Observed fewer incidences of survivors being dismissed or turned away uh, at the front line. However, mm. sorry. Go go ahead. ahead, sorry. Yeah. Uh, However, more can still be done to improve access to justice for survivors. So currently, one issue WAO is concerned about is the access to hospital emergency rooms where the one-stop crisis centres, the OSCCs, are located, um, which are necessary for the processing of gender-based violence cases. And the news about overcrowded hospital emergency rooms is Worrying, we know that one hospital temporarily closed their green zone last month. Um, there were similar issues during the lockdowns as well, where survivors could not access OSCC services. Um, and there should be a clear policy on how cases involving GBV survivors will be handled in these circumstances. Mm-hmm.
1: And last year we saw the passing of the anti-stalking and anti-sexual harassment bills. What's the progress of implementation and awareness raising on these issues? Do you think that they're being um, applied at a quick enough rate?
0: Yeah, there, there are processes to go through still. So there have been stakeholder consultations to discuss guidelines for implementing the Anti-Sexual Harassment Act, uh, which is excellent progress. The ministry has plans to roll out the guidelines very soon, so we look forward to seeing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anti-stalking measures, however, have to be retabled for debate. Uh, the amendments to the Penal Code and the Criminal Procedure Code to criminalise stalking were passed in the Dewan Rakyat in October 2022, However, because Parliament was dissolved to make way for the 15th general elections, the bill was not passed in the Dewan Nagara. The bill is anticipated to be reintroduced for debate in the Dewan Rakyat this year. Mm-hmm. So we, we do encourage members of the public to write to their, uh, member, to their elected representatives to encourage them to vote in favour of the amendments and to follow WAO on our social media for more updates.
2: Louise, can I just ask? uh, There was a survey done by the Associated Chinese Chambers of Commerce uh, in response to the new policy that grants women longer paid maternity leave. And that, uh, I mean, the survey basically shows that a lot of employers now favor hiring men over women. What's WAO's response to this? How are you approaching this?
0: Mm, we've made a note of it. Um, uh, And, and it is not to say that uh, we should not have 98 days of maternity leave because 98 days is the international standard. Uh, but we would encourage the government to consider temporary supportive measures for SMEs to implement amendments to the Employment Act. Mm.
3: And Luis, we made so much progress, right, when I hear you in the past few months and years. But where do we stack, right, compared to our peers in the region? And where are the big gaps that we need to address in the next 6 to 12 months?
0: Um, I think that a good thing to introduce would be... um, the introduction of a Gender Equality Act. So Malaysia has acceded to the Convention on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women or CEDAW, but at this moment in time, CEDAW does not have the force of law in this country. So among other things, the Gender Equality Act would define gender equality and make uh, mandate a review of existing laws to remove gender discrimination. Uh, there's no news from the government about this, but we remain hopeful. Um, in terms of other things, uh, we know that various ASEAN countries have made um, great strides in the realm of gender-responsive budgeting. So again, that's where we consider gender at every stage of the policy making process. Um, and we're hoping to, um, to to keep pace with our peers mm-hmm. in the ASEAN region in, in that regard.
3: But just want to build on what Keith was asking you just now in your response, right, that actually the challenge is that corporates are also not necessarily stepping up to the plate, that there are even certain recruitment policies and even the way we think about it has some bias against uh, women. You know, how do businesses and SMEs and corporates kind of step up to the plate?
0: Yes, there should be very clear policies uh, in place from the ministry on um, what is, you know, clear. Implications or repercussions if they don't comply, but there also does need to be. Um, they do. Um, I I do feel that they do take into consideration the point of the employers, especially these SMEs um, who uh, do have uh, legitimate cost concerns, you know, about the hiring of uh, women and the ninety-eight days of maternity leave. Um, but I think we we they do have to meet each other halfway. So clear guidelines. Um, on how to implement it, how to support uh, women, uh, and also men who are taking paternity—the seven days of paternity leave—and um, other temporary supportive measures, so that they can implement, so that they can comply with the Employment Act.
1: Louise, thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Louise Tan, Head of Campaigns at the Women's Aid Organization, talking about um, some of the initiatives in Budget 2023, as well as the longstanding issues that affect um, how women are treated in the workplace and uh, ways in which we can mitigate this and improve the situation.
3: Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that Gender Equality Act that uh, she talked about. And also those bills, I think the Anti-Sexual Harassment Bill right there has to be tabled in t- the Dewan So I think those are the legislative frameworks that really need to get done. But I do think more work has to be done on our side, on the corporate side, on the business side. Mm. We are not, I think, making as much progress perhaps as what maybe the government legislative agenda is, which is quite different from what we see in other parts of the f-
1: yeah, framework. it just goes to show that every win, there's still a way to go beyond that. Uh, we can't, we can't be complacent and say, yeah. oh, we've done enough. No, it's never enough. We have to continue um, striving to improve uh, the gender equality. Uh, Guidelines and rules in uh, the country. Uh, in any case, it's seven fifty nine in the morning. This morning brief segment was made possible by BMW. Drive home the fully electric BMW iX from only three thousand nine hundred ninety nine ringgit per month. Visit a BMW showroom or make a booking sh- now at shop.bmw.com.my. We're heading into the eight am's news bulletin, and then after that, on the breakfast grill, Wong Xiaoning speaks to Datuk Sri Azalina Othman, Minister in the Prime Minister's Department for Law and Institutional Reform.